Tom, are you ready? I am ready. You're going to drop some knowledge? I mean, uh, uh, that's what I do, isn't it? I, I guess, yeah. Why not? This is the Red Eye Podcast. It's Andy Levy here with Tom Shalou and absolutely nobody else. Yeah. What happened to Tim? I don't know what happened to Tim. I worry about him. <laughs> Tim is he we got an email from him like, you know, have a nice life or something, yeah. right? But that's just Tim's grim no, way of absolutely, looking yeah. at the world. Yeah, and I chatted with him a little bit after that. He just uh uh he you know, with the end of Red Eye, he he left Fox News. Yeah. Which which makes it look, he was great for Red Eye. Great for Red Eye. Yeah, uh, but he's a comedy writer. He's a comedy writer. So there really, you know, I don't know, he, there was really no place else for him to go here. That was part of my thing um, with Tim, that you, you're moving up in the world, Tim. He's going to get out there. He's going to be doing spots. Yeah. He's going to go write staff for some show. Yeah, he's probably going to so. write for Ad Midnight. Yeah, yeah, or something. They'd be crazy if they don't hire him. Yeah. Hire Tim, whatever his name is. <laughs> Diamond, Tim Diamond. 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 <laughs> yeah. I've already forgotten him. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but yeah, uh, so he cannot he cannot do the podcast with yeah, us. Yeah, because he, he so, had to leave. Yeah. Yeah. So um so so today's at the two of us. Kissel is doing one of his worldwide tours or whatever he does these days. He's got this like uh, you know, that podcast from the left. It's a hit show. Yeah. It's 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 one of the top shows in yeah, the country. Absolutely. And so he goes around and he's doing all sorts of stuff. So I called him yesterday and he was like, Hey man, what's up? And I was like, Kissel, uh, you know, you, are you around? He was like, oh, no, I'm in uh, some other state. Uh-huh. I'm not going to be there. <laughs> so he's somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but he'll, I imagine he'll drop by every once in a while yes. on, this, on this thing. Yeah. He's Now, Kitzel is uh, – he's still making appearances on the – you know, he's like – he's not a – well, whatever. Who knows what his status is, but I don't want to get into it. Yeah. yeah. But he's on the shows. He does yeah, Kennedy. Absolutely. He does. Yeah. So he'll be he'll be popping yeah. in. Yeah. And, you know, Andy, should we announce we're going to be – we're taking over Red Eye Radio for four nights. We're going to – Fox you know, News Radio. Fo- yeah. Oh, that's what I mean. Sorry. Yeah. Fox News Radio. <laughs> it's a different <laughs> yes. animal. Fox News Radio, yep. 6 to 9 p.m. for four days yep. starting 25th, 26th, 27th, 28th. It's us, Andy. It's all, all next week, Tuesday through Friday. Yeah. Yep. So we got to start plugging it now. Yeah, absolutely. And, and hope that people listen to this before then. Yes, they will. And, they're, you know, the – the downloads are have shot through the roof since they're you know we're in a national mourning over the loss of Red Eye. Uh, absolutely. So in order to get their fix, they're downloading this thing like crazy. Yeah. And so uh, I think we're up to fifty, sixty people. <laughs> 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 they're you know they're uh, the messages are coming in. People are I didn't know you had this podcast. Mm-hmm. You know I wrote a thing on Facebook. I was like, hey guys, subscribe to the Red Eye podcast. And it's not the uh, Red Eye podcast that like my mother subscribes to, which is the the old videos. Right. There used to be a Red Eye video right. podcast that would just show the clips that we saved from uh, each day's show and post it on the web. So uh, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, I subscribe to that. You know, I know what you're talking about. No, no, no. It's the audio podcast. So many people didn't know it existed. Yeah. And in fact, a lot of people didn't know Red Eye was canceled. They Well, that's my, <laughs> my, my favorite thing. First of all, we plug the podcast pretty much every night on Red Eye. Yes. So I don't know how you watched the show and didn't know the podcast existed. But, Absolutely. But my my favorite thing has been from uh, seeing you know uh, fans of Red Eye saying just in the last you know in the last over the last two three days where is the show I, I just heard the show was canceled. Yeah. It's like well I guess you weren't that big of a fan were yeah. you? 
I know. My DVR is being uh, – my DVR is not recording the show. What's wrong? Yeah. Tell the guys that my DVR is right. not <laughs> – Right, I am, of course – I'm kidding because I do know our show, you know, a lot of people did not – watched it way after they originally aired. Yes. Uh, because of the time slot in which we aired, a lot of people just saved them on their DVR. I mean, I used to get tweets all the time from people who would – like, they would sort of – they would binge them. Yeah. They would – I got about twenty five in my uh, twenty five unwatched in my DVR. Yeah, I had I had a whole bunch, and I had to clear some out. And I was like, oh, "That's all right," because there's new ones coming down the pike. And then <laughs> I, 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 I'm not even kidding. I cleared them out on like like two Thursdays ago, and then the following Monday, we found out we only had one more week of shows. Yeah, let's so, look. And you know what? In fact, yeah. there's certain things that haven't changed. I'm going to look at my calendar and see who's on the show tonight. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed because that, too. Chris Hahn. Oh, nice. I like Chris. Um, Joe DeVito. Uh-huh. Always a, f- a fan favorite. And uh, new guest, Ian Fidance. Oh, I'm Ian. excited to have him on for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who do we have yesterday? Mick Warder. Uh-huh. Lori Rothman. Yanis. And Michael Riedel. That was a good show. <laughs> that was a really good show. I know. Listen, let's face it. Look at that panel. We pretty much know how that was going to turn out. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You know? Um, the... Uh, Here's the thing, Andy. I uh, I don't even know if I should bring this up because I wrote it down in the notes. Uh-oh. Do you see my piece of paper? I, I wrote I do. down. I wrote down man with prosthetic leg uh-huh. carries woman across finish line. I was looking at the uh, the Boston Boston Marathon. Yeah. Right now, the thing is, I you know I got to be careful about the way I say this, but I'm sick and tired of people carrying people oh, across the finish no. line. Andy, oh, look, no. it's a finish line. Uh-huh. I understand. I, the people with prosthetic legs, they're fantastic to be able to run in the marathon, uh-huh. right? Uh, you know. And and then to see a man carrying a woman across a finish line, uh-huh. obviously it tugs at the heartstrings, and people are like, "This is the greatest thing you're going to see all day." But to me, it's not the greatest thing. Uh-huh. Of course, there's not. a reason. <laughs> the thing is, I get it. He wants to help this woman, but you can't carry a person across the finish line. That's why there's a finish line. Mm-hmm. You got to let people run. And if you get a cramp. At 26 and a half miles and uh-huh. you can't finish, that's the whole reason for a marathon. It's really hard to finish it. Uh-huh. So no carrying. I'm here today with my special guest, Ayn Rand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. You're supposed to agree with me on this. Because I, it's- I, I know, but I don't. Because I have a thing that, that you lack. It's called, I think the word is empathy. Um, I have to say, though, this went better than I thought. I, I, I was deathly afraid you were going to start talking about how people with prosthetic limbs are soulless robots. So I'm very glad it at least no. didn't go in that direction. No, definitely But I, not. I, I understand what you're saying. It, it, it's a race. Yeah. And, and it's a solo race, and you're supposed to finish it yourself. Um, but uh, I believe they have an expression, Boston Strong. Yes. And, I, and that's the thing is, you know, he you now this particular guy, I happen to, you know, look it up. He wasn't a victim of the Boston bombing where but some uh, sure. people are. Some right. people Absolutely. have to run in the, you know, in the race. Yeah. But, you know, irregardless, as they say, no. in Boston, <laughs> the thing is that the, uh, you know, forget about you, you got to take the prosthetic limb out of it. Uh-huh. And the the sight of people, three people helping each other across the finish. Line, right. I just don't think it should ever happen. You know, you get you you sit down, uh-huh. you get you know maybe work it out, get a medic. You uh-huh, know, it, sure. it might take you an extra half hour, right? But you got you know it's twenty six miles. You've got to get to the, across the finish line by yourself. You can't go in a wheelbarrow, could you? What if you put them mm. in a wheelbarrow? Uh, That's not good, right? I probably not. No. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I think that they. Uh, you know, you, you can't no more no more helping people across the finish line. Uh-huh. I, that's not a heartwarming thing. So, to me, what, what, would you, what would you have them do? Would you have the the the, the Boston PD come in and, and break them up? 
Well, no, no, they shouldn't. You know, there's also that photo going around of the the woman, the first woman who ran in the race. Uh-huh. She registered as like you know, J.R. Um, Murphy or something. Uh, you know, and she got a number, right? And she officially entered the race in the '60s when it was a men-only race. Oh, okay. And then there's, you know, you see the black and white photo of guys trying to push her out of the street, uh-huh. like they're trying to. It's like <laughs> dumb guys, you right. know what I mean? It's like not a good look. Uh, but the um, no, they shouldn't interfere. But I'm saying that it's the sentiment of like this is going to warm your heart, right? Where I think that there's there's other things. That warm my, I, what warms my heart is seeing a guy, a prosthetic limbed guy running the marathon. Yeah. Sure. But it's that carrying thing. I just don't, uh-huh. you know. But can't you, how about, you know, how about something, feeling warmth in your heart for him being able to do that? Yeah. No, it's amazing. In fact, you know, he, it's amazing to, to see. So that's why I say, yeah, we all, we our first reaction is, you know, heartwarming, but mm-hmm. then again, I don't think it should be. I, I don't think there should there should be any more carrying people across the finish line. Remember Rosie Ruiz? Sure. Well, she cheated. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, how but, is that the same thing? Well, you got to finish the race. You got to finish the race. So the thing is that there is. Why is there any? Tr- if it's what good is a finish line if someone's mm-hmm. carrying you across it? Like right. To me, it, there's no good. It's no good. Well, I would have to look at the actual rules. Mm-hmm. Um, do the rules say you have to f- cross the finish line completely under your own power? Yeah, I mean, you, I would assume. Uh, let's ho- well, the winner can't be carried, right? Well, I would assume not because the person carrying them would be the winner, <laughs> the winner right? <laughs> Um, but Although, no, well, I don't know. If you carried someone and dropped them across the finish line before you crossed, would they win? I guess they would. That's why it's, you know, no good to do. And the thing right. is, it's like, oh, look, these two people finished together at the same time. But they really didn't. Right. They didn't finish together. You, you know, you helped them across. Right. Because they couldn't finish. Well, I guess here's the thing. Does she get credit for finishing the race? She, no. I, I, I'm not asking in your mind. I'm saying in oh, in reality, which are two very, very different things. Good question. I don't know. But, like, again, there's times. What's her time? Right. Now she doesn't know her time. Right. If she, you know, she sat on the curb mm. and, you know, did whatever she had to to, to uh, you know, bring her leg back to life. Sure. Um, then she – and then crossed the finish line. It would have added – 20 minutes to her run. Right. And then that's her official time. Right. I mean, people, they, they talk about their times. I got to beat my next time, et cetera. You know, so. Okay. Would you be okay if if the rules state that if you were carried across the finish line or helped in any way like that, that you are not given credit for finishing the race? Mm-hmm. Would you be okay if, if, if that's the case and she does not get credit for finishing the race? Is it still a heartwarming thing where, where a guy saw a, another person, a woman in this case, and and said, I'm going to help you across. Even though you won't get credit for finishing, I'm going to help you. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess it's – I guess that's the way it should be, right? I'm assuming that's what it is, in fact. Mm-hmm. So it's all just – it's all 100 percent sentiment. I – you know, I uh, – you probably don't realize I ran the entire Boston Marathon. But in uh, – In chunks? Yeah. Yeah. I, I – uh, in high school, I started – to run it with my friends, mm-hmm. and I only made it 13 miles, and I just I couldn't go any further. Sure. I stopped. Uh, and and uh, oh, now I, I see how this where this comes from now. Why? Because none of your friends wanted to pick you up and help you finish it. Right, they the were race. not willing to carry me the and 13 now, miles. And now you're still bitter about that, <laughs> and that bitterness is coming out. Yes. In, in this all makes perfect sense now. Well, look, no, the, the I I had run the 13 and stopped, but. 
earlier, when I was like 10 or 11, I had mistakenly run the back half of the marathon, the last 13 miles. Uh I went to uh, see my uncle uh, who ran in the marathon every year. As a kid, that's what we always used to do. Let's go see Uncle Richie. Sure. He's running in the race, you know. And no one ran – like it, it, the marathon was not that big of a deal back then. Right. Not that many people were marathon runners. My uncle was for some reason. So we used to go and see and hand him water and everything. So I went and uh, – oh, and I ran alongside him and gave him water. And I realized he was going really – they looked like they were just jogging, uh-huh. you know. So I thought, oh, I'm going to jog alongside him. He wasn't jogging. He's going uh-huh. pretty fast. <laughs> so I gave him water and I kept up with him for a few hundred yards. And then I fell back. And then I looked around and there was a crowd. I didn't know what – where my mother was, you know, we had gone, me and my brother went with my mother to, to see the, the race. And so I kind of wandered along for a while. And then I saw my other uncle and uh, my uncle Jack. And I said, hey, Uncle Jack, he says, what are you doing? And I said, I just ran with Richie. I gave him some water. I, you know, get, And he says, go all the way, finish it. And he gives me <laughs> a handful of coins uh-huh. and I stuck him in my cutoff jeans and I kept running. <laughs> And so I finished the race. You know, I had to go up uh, Heartbreak Hill, did the whole thing. So, but as a you know, a kid, I ran the thirteen miles. Uh-huh. After a few miles, I was sweaty, and everyone believed I was really running the whole thing. Right. And then I ended up running along with this guy from Syracuse. I'll never forget because he had a T-shirt on that said Syracuse. Mm-hmm. And so we'd be running, and they'd be like, "Hey, kid, good for you, Syracuse. I love you guys." You know. So we ran together. And then we both were kind of getting, after about 10 miles of my running, near the end of the race, he couldn't finish, so he started walking. So we would walk a half mile and then run a half mile together. And we said, he said, Tom, we're going to finish together. And we ran the whole way. And then the, the, uh, the Prudential Center was in sight, and he stopped, and he said, i got to sit down. He sat down, and he couldn't get back up. His legs were frozen. Oh, man. His legs seized up. Wow. And then I could see the muscle. I don't know if you've ever seen this, but the, the flesh started to suck in. Uh, oh, God. Like vacuum into his muscle for uh-huh. some reason. I don't know what that's called, but it's like a, you know, the muscles were like devouring his skin <laughs> right. or something. And he, he obviously couldn't get up. The leg looked ridiculous. Right. And so he was like, you finish. I can't go. I'm, I'm, so, but we could see the Prudential Center, and he uh. couldn't make it. I think that's what shaped my vision of the – the finish line. You left him behind. I didn't. I couldn't carry him. I was a kid. <laughs> oh my God. But he, the thing is, he he failed. He didn't make the end, and and that's the tragedy of the Boston Marathon. Uh-huh. You know. So no, and even if a big guy was there to carry him, I don't think he should have. Sure. And he wouldn't have accepted it. Back in those days, uh-huh. that Syracuse guy would have said, "No, no, there's no carrying." Uh huh. And uh, so I ran and finished, and I got all the glory, and I, you know, kind of. I was a bit of a Rosie Ruiz. Uh, not a bit of. I, okay, you're right. <laughs> so I finished. I ran across the finish line, and people were like, "Yay, kid! You know, you're the greatest guy in the world." And so I knew what it like to it was like to finish that lane. You're running right at the Boston Prudential Center. Uh huh. And then I took the coins my my uncle gave me, and went to a payphone. I called my dad, and he says, "Go to the fire department." <laughs> You know, that's his solution always, the uh-huh. fireman. You know, he says, well, go to the fire department. It's across the street. So I went over and this is classic old firehouse. And I went in there and uh, they brought me upstairs and they were cooking fish like the like firemen do, uh-huh, you know, sure. like making a nice meal. And they treated me like a hero. You know, I don't think I mentioned to the fireman that I didn't run the whole sure. thing. Uh, and I waited there for my dad. My dad came in and picked me up and, and went home. So that was it. <laughs> now, I, this brings up a question I have. The people, when you go to watch a marathon. Yeah. Why? <laughs> it's just endless people running by. Uh, I don't know. I mean, as a kid, it was it was a huge event. It was the Boston Marathon. It was so famous. Sure. And uh, I understand wanting to run it. I mean, I sort of understand wanting to run in it. 
Yeah. You know, I think it's long. I, think, I mean, it's hard. I think it's insane. I was a runner in high school. Sure, I mean, but I'm not I, I a joker. It. Right. I ran cross country. I ran all three seasons. I ran track, cross country. Mm. Cross country is the long distance. You oh, know? I know. Then <laughs> indoor track and then spring track. And I, I couldn't finish the marathon. It was yeah. too hard. Yeah. Um, but, you know, now peop- everybody and his brother does it now. I yeah. guess it's uh, yeah. not that big of a deal. But I still don't, un- I, I don't understand the going to watch it. I guess, yeah. It's just, it's like a parade. But everyone's right, which I, I also shorts. don't understand. But that's a whole separate <laughs> issue. But I, I will say, at least with a parade, I get the I get the entertainment value if that's your thing. Yeah, like there's different floats coming by, and often there's giant animated characters. Apparently, yeah. yeah. I don't like you said. You you went to watch your uncle run. Yeah. Do you did do you did your family do you stay in one place? So we stayed in one place. Yeah, like a parade. So I mean, you watched him. If if you hadn't jumped in and been running with him. You would have literally watched him run for like a minute. Not even a minute. Seconds. They just go right by you. Sure. And they don't uh, even care to see you. You're family, but they're kind of like, I'm exhausted. Hi. Right. You know and what I mean? They're in the zone. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So that's the part I don't know. I, I, I could sort of see if you start at the, at the starting line yeah. and you watch your family member run across and then you jump in a car or subway or whatever and you go to a point, say, five miles in. Yeah. And then you wait there and you watch them do it again and you keep doing that so that you sort of see them at every stage. It's still weird to me, but I sort of get that. You're tracking their progress yeah. and you can cheer you know, you can you can cheer them on and, you know, maybe give them some uh, some moral support. I don't understand the just oh, we're gonna go watch Uncle Jimmy run the marathon yeah, for I mean, a minute. It's true. I haven't been there since um, you know, since watching my uncles, I, I, yeah. nothing gets me down to see the the New York Marathon. Sure. I, I don't right. go to see it because yeah. yeah, you're right. I guess it's not. Uh, it's weird. How about the Tour de France? But tons of people do it. Yeah, but then the bicycles just whizzing by. Uh, you. Yeah, I know. And there's got they got cars in front of them. Right. It's like and they go by. Yay, Tour de France. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. I don't know. Okay. You don't get us down there. I'd rather go to a ball game. Exactly. Yeah. But tons of people do go. I mean, they they, you see the I mean, you watch the New York Marathon or whatever, any marathon, you see the streets are lined with people. Yeah. Like seas of people. It's unbelievable. I assume it's the same people that maybe go to Times Square for New Year's Eve. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely. It's just it's like, oh, there's going to be a, a huge, giant crowd. I have to be part of it. Yeah. and But that's my nightmare. Oh, me too. I only went. I went with Fox News because there was a, you know— there was a place for me to go. I could have hot chocolate with Ronnie right, McGurk sure. <laughs> in, 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 in a trailer. Yeah. Um, but That's the dream. Yes. And, yeah. you know, and the thing was, <laughs> they have them so penned in, they can't go anywhere. They can't go to the bathroom. There's right. no bathrooms. Right. I mean, it's insane. I don't know why anyone does it. Yeah. No, they, they tell you beforehand. Like, and people, you know, are there not at 11 p.m. No. They're there closer to 11 a.m., I Way think. Way early. Yeah. Yeah. And they tell you... There are no bathrooms, and if you leave to go to the bathroom, you have lost your spot. <laughs> so you you know you're in for a day of pain. Yeah, and I and yet I, I, yeah I don't care. And yet you know what? Happiest oh. people in the world. I know, and, and God bless them. I mean, yeah. it's not my thing, but if they're happy doing it, the only thing it just sucks for me because I live not far from there, and it my that whole night is a nightmare for me. Yeah, you can't cross. Yeah, street closings and everything. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, that makes it very conducive to actually stay in on New Year's Eve. <laughs> <laughs> I used to leave the city. I'm like, I got to get out of the Which city. Which is not I'll a go bad to Boston. Plan, yeah. Uh, the millennial, I went back to Boston because I thought we were going to get. You remember the Y2K? Of course. It was going to. Uh, it was going to shut everything down. Sure. So I, I took Amtrak back to Boston. I have a photo of me holding up the Boston Globe on uh, on the, the year. I think maybe I'm wrong about that because 
I was telling some story about being in. You know what? I lie all the okay. time. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I yeah. have a story about yeah. the, the the turn of the millennium. You don't lie. You're a storyteller. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I may have mixed them up. It might have been '99, and the other one, I don't uh. know, but. I think I spent the millennium in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't – let's face it. I wasn't that scared. <laughs> I could at this point be one of those guys who points out that the millennium actually started in 2001. It did? Yes. Why? Be- I think I've heard that. Because there's no year zero. So it's year one to year 2000 is the first 2000 years. Okay. Although, yeah, but so what? That's like – Well, that's the thing is I, the, the people who believe that, including myself, lost that battle because we somehow – we just agree that – 2000 started the new millennium. Then why isn't a 20 uh, why isn't a 21 year old a 20 year old then? Cuz well you're 0 2 when you're born, right? Yeah, and then you have a first birthday the year later. Yeah, but isn't that the way time is? What what happened with the year the, the millennium, right? The year So why is 2000? 2000 is not the year 2000? It, I, I, look, it's whatever year you want it to be. I mean, it's a made-up counting system, so yeah. it doesn't really matter. It's just in terms of if you're going to go by thousands of years. Yeah. Oh, by a... Because there, there was like there was no year zero. There was one BC, and then there was one AD. There was no zero. Oh, there was no zero. There yeah. really wasn't. So right. it is different from a 21-year-old. Yeah. There's no zero. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I guess I, I, guess I knew that halfway. But... Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, we did make it through the millennium, didn't we? We did. We did. And Y2K. Um, they, uh, the other uh, thing, they caught this jerk, you know, the, the, the bad guy, the murderer and everything. Um, can I ask you about this, though, Andy? It really bothered me, the Facebook. Um, they, Facebook issued a statement. Yeah. It said, we do not allow this kind of content mm-hmm. on Facebook. Did you read that? I, yeah, I saw the statement, I think. I mean, it's, that's ridiculous. That they don't allow this kind of content? What are they talking about? I mean, what kind of – we were talking last week about the airplane, mm. you know, the United, the mealy-mouthed statement, the corporate statement sure. saying – you know, trying to say that it was about overbooking when it wasn't. It was about dragging a, a dude, right? Right. <laughs> but we – like, it's not content. A guy murdered someone on Facebook and they were like – their statement, their official statement was we do not allow uh-huh. this type of content. Uh-huh. I don't want to say. I wrote it down. This kind of content on Facebook. Mm. Um what does that even mean? Like, even if it's a legitimate statement, which it isn't, because it's not content. They, there's no, I mean, it's not. Well, it's content in the sense that it's video. I guess, but like, why talk about that? Why talk about it as content? It's so out of propo- It's so bizarre. It's such a bizarre statement. But I don't think so, because they were getting crap for not taking it down fast enough. I know they shouldn't. I I I will defend them on that because it took them twenty minutes. To me, that's fast. Yeah. I, I, look, I don't. Th- there are systems in place where people, you know, videos have to get reported. Yeah. And then that triggers whatever. And, and I get that. And yeah, th- they should take it down as fast as possible. And if there are ways they can speed up that process, great. But I don't. You know, I don't think they're evil for for not getting it down in a minute. They, you know, the sheer number of videos that get posted on Facebook, right, is insane. And then you got to figure. The sheer number of videos that get reported that are that are perfectly fine, but somebody has a bone to pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get all the you get false reporting that they have to wade through. Um, that's the that's the issue with um, you know all these these YouTube celebrities. Yeah, they're dying now because they uh, independent people who just post videos mm-hmm. uh, are getting their ads taken away because they're face. Uh, I call it Facebook. It's YouTube. 
the YouTubers have tons of followers, right? They used to be able to get – I just read about this in the Wall Street Journal – that the independent producers, they post videos and the idea was that there was like the hate content or something. Right. YouTube was like, we're going to address this issue. So Google changed the way – they changed the algorithm right. for ads to be put into things. Ads don't automatically get put into content that's now controversial. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it's every Joe. Every uh, Steven Crowder or whatever has been flagged as something to not, you know. So then the ads don't automatically go into it. And then the same thing with some guy who's basically like a, uh, you know, uh, like does dares, you know, like what's those guys? um, uh, Like the uh, jackass guy? Yeah, the jackass. Like that that might be kind of profane, you know, because they do do kind of uh, edgy things that are uh, above PG content, you know. Uh, they got tons of subscribers. They were making good money in the thing, and now they like got nothing. They're making pennies on the dollar. Uh-huh. It's sad. Yeah, it is. And I, this, <laughs> I, I used to, I got into this oh, years ago with someone on Twitter uh, who was trying to get somebody. They were saying, "Everyone, report this person." You yeah, know? yeah. And I looked at what the person was tweeting, and it was some jerk saying jerky things, but it wasn't. <laughs> Like they weren't de- so many on Twitter. Well, that's the thing. They weren't. They weren't death threats. They weren't. They weren't rape threats or any. They weren't any kind of threats at all. They were some guy being a jackass. Yeah. And I was like, well, why don't you just block him? <laughs> why? What is he? You know? Because where does this? And that's the whole point. Where does this end? Like, if if he wants to get you kicked off, you know, yeah. and tells his friends, you know, oh, report this person. Yeah. And I, there is no perfect way to do this, though. Well, what? Well, why not? Uh, maybe the perfect way was just two weeks ago before Google changed their thing. Uh-huh. Because what if? Uh, what if they said, you know, forget about why change the why hurt all these guys, these right. goofy guys, right. and, and the the. Um, I used Stephen Crowder say, I don't know if you know he's yeah. been affected by it, but people who do political shows sure. tend to be called, you know, they put them in that maybe uh, controversial category or something like that. Right. Um, so why not allow? Why not allow ads to be put into everything, including bad videos, mm-hmm. because they should just say, "Hey, that's the way. That's the new world." You know, uh, tough luck. Yeah. No, that is <laughs> that is absolutely one way to do it. Yeah. Uh, I just I, I I assume the reason they don't want to do it that way is they don't want to be seen as like uh, supporting terrorists or Nazis or whatever. Where ads like people who they don't want those people making money off their platform. Yeah, and that's a corporate decision which they are free to make. Also, I think it's for PR purposes that they don't want the they don't want the heat for that. Yeah. Well, they should. I think they should allow the ads. To, you know. Uh, don't change the algorithm. Allow people to just do their thing. But then if somebody is a total maniac um, that has, you know, that, that Google doesn't like because they're, you know, hate speech or whatever, then you can just take them off and say, oh, we don't like these guys because they're, you know, whatever. It uh-huh. is, you know. And then just take them down. Right. Individually. Then, yeah. Yeah. If it's so bad that right. it's caused a big thing, then kind of use your judgment. That's the thing. It's like they, they well, don't have to automate everything in this world, but right? That, right. What they're doing is replacing judgment with automation. Yeah. And they should not. They should have the auto, – the automation should be the ads because that's the amazing part of it is that it is a completely uh, – you know, to me, the beauty of it is that the 
you know, the advertisers are like, yeah, we'll put our ads in here. We don't know what it's going to. It's just going to people with tons of eyeballs. Right. So then if you go and you say to Geico, like, hey, Geico, your ad is running on this jerk uh, who does profane uh, things. And the Geico says, I'm not advertising with him. I just give my thing to Google. It's all done with an algorithm. Right. And so it's like, you know, complain to the show. Uh-huh. And if it's, if it's an adult show, it's flagged as adult. And then if it's like... Uh, you know, I don't know, illegal activity or terrorism. Yeah, I think that ISIS should be taken off YouTube uh-huh. after you find out they're ISIS. Right. And you're like, oh, no, these guys are ISIS. We're taking them down. Right. But until then, let the algorithm work. But until then, ISIS is being sponsored by Geico. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> but then, you know, go just quickly. I mean, the Facebook did this thing in 20 minutes. Right. I think they should be able to take ISIS off, give them a half a day. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think it's like everyone's playing it too safe. By the way, going back to that Facebook thing, yeah, I li- I literally called this the the day they started their Facebook Live thing that you were like it's going to be the, crimes. Yeah, I mean we talked we it, why we, wouldn't it? We had done the story on Red Eye. Yeah, and and I I don't actually it may have been it might not have been Facebook Live it may have been Periscope or one of the others whatever the what remember the news first, person was killed on you know the, the right but uh, but even before that it was like when this when this technology first started yes. I said, and I wasn't the only one to say this. It doesn't make me a genius, but I, it makes me a cynic, and which makes me correct as always. Um, and I said, it's, it's just a matter of time before you're going to start to see murders and and stuff like that on on these things. Yes, it's just it's inevitable. Yes, and but is it? That's why we got to stop coming down on Facebook and YouTube. I mean, it's not it's not. Um, it's not the internet's fault mm-hmm. that ISIS does, the, you know, the, uh, the does these videos and then they put them on the internet. You can't say like, oh, the internet allowed this video to be posted by ISIS. It's right. like, you know, there are, uh, you know, the ISIS are the bad guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you know, the the uh, that's what's going to happen. It's the same thing as people getting on the, uh, you know, it, it, by that logic, we can't show the news, you know. This guy uses Facebook to glorify his murder or whatever, but we put him on the news every night, right? right? We show footage. Yes. When there's a, a you know a shooter in a in a tower, right. we go to live video, right? You know, so it, it's like we're all a little mixed up, aren't we? No, absolutely. But there are also people who argue that the news is to blame. You know, the media is to blame for a lot of this. And, I've never heard that. And, uh, you probably <laughs> never heard that. <laughs> no, but there are people who don't want to say the names of terrorists, for example, a, that a well-known example. Yes. Who believe that they shouldn't be given that recognition? School shooters and school shooters. I mean, same kind of thing. Yes. And and it's a huge debate. Uh, you know, it's a huge debate within the media. I think it's a huge debate that people have in general about the role of the media. And this is all part of it. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't say, the, you know, the Dylan Roof. Don't say Dylan Roof you over and over again. You just said it t- three times. I know. But twice. the thing is, that's the, that's the name that comes. I don't even know which one he was. Uh-huh. But it was like. Uh, I think he was South Carolina. Yeah. The, and then there was a Dylan in, uh, in Columbine, too, right? Dylan. Uh, the, there was uh, a Dylan there, right? But those two Columbine guys were like, their name was everywhere. Right. And then you remember, uh, you know, this is something Greg had. Uh, he was always harping on the Rolling Stone cover of that jerk from uh, New England, you know? Yeah, uh, Jafar. Yeah. yeah. What, was it Jafar? Wasn't that his name? Isn't that in the... Or did I just... Is that from a... I think it's from Aladdin or... Um, uh, but the, yeah, those two jerk brothers, right? right? And then the younger one, they got on Rolling Stone and then... But to me, I was like, Greg... You know, rolling. So what if he's on Rolling Stone? He's on Time too. Mm-hmm. Like he's on all the. He's on the front of the New York Times. Right. S- but the idea was that they kind of made him look like a rock star. Or yeah, something, they which, gave him like a Jim Morrison kind of thing yes. going on there. Yeah. But 
you know, it's not that far off of what the other stuff was. So no. I just say, don't say the, these jerks' names all mm. over the place, right? Right, but that's what I'm saying. So you're actually, I'm, I'm saying it's a. This is a bigger debate than than YouTube. Yeah, is what I'm saying. Right, it is. Uh, but I don't think people want to see these jerks on the. Uh, I think that the people have this idea, like, oh, they want to see uh, these these people. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think they do. Yeah, I mean, look, I have no desire to watch somebody get killed. Yes, on. on I don't watch on, it. No, I. I don't. I've either. never watched those. Uh, the uh, uh, the ISIS videos. No, me either. No, I can't watch that yeah, stuff. It's no. horrible. Yeah. Um, there was another thing I wanted to do before we, because uh, it was the classic. You know, I used to I used to get guff from you guys on on uh, on Red Eye because I'd bring stories to the daily meeting, mm-hmm. and then you'd be like. That story's from August. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, but it still exists. <laughs> we got to be that current here. You know what I mean? Why not? But I found a story from August that the uh, studies show that stores that use self-checkout uh-huh. experience 125% more theft. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, is that surprising or absolutely obvious? Which one is it? absolutely obvious. Yeah. I guess. And it was like studies show... Self-checkout makes people steal more. Huh. And – but it is it is either super obvious or super surprising because that you tend to – I would think if, if the study went the other way, mm-hmm. if studies showed that self-checkout reduces, uh, I'd be like, oh, that makes sense because like you people, empower people. People are good. Yes, yes. yes. Um, and even if they're not, they're kind of like, well – there's got to be – I don't know. There's something weird about stealing at self-checkout because it's so easy. Right. You know? And uh, I was just writing about this in my, in my book, Mean Dads for a Better America. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it was a, in the chapter about altar boys. I'm talking about how people – and bowling said it to me because bowling – I was like – I was an altar boy. And he was like, oh, yeah, did you hit that wine? And I was like, no, I didn't steal the wine because I could. You know, like what fun was it right. to steal wine right. when I was in charge of the wine? Uh-huh. When you give someone responsibility, they're not going to steal the wine. Now, right. Bowling, he's a wine stealer. He stole wine. Sure. Altar- <laughs> sure. <laughs> you can't trust the guy, right. right? Right. But with me, you know, there was so much of, uh, you know, it was that idea that you respect that which you are have, have uh, control over, right? Right. You know? And uh, like the, the, you know, the, the like the... The old saying that no one ever washed a, a rented car. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You never right. brought, it. and it's because. But when you own it, you you're going to sure. take care of it. Well, here, okay, but let me let's do it the other way. I don't think my guess is it's not. If you're going to if you're if you're not a person who steals, I, I don't think you're going to steal whether it's self checkout or there's a register. There. Right. Yep. So my thought is that the people who are going to steal target the places with the self-checkout because it's easier. Okay. Oh, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, you know what? I didn't even think of that. So they're the same people that would steal regardless, Mm -hmm. but but they're doing it at the place that's easier for them. Well, here's a stat within this this, thing. Uh, 60% cited as their reason that they couldn't get the item to scan. I, that's actually <laughs> another good point, yeah. Yes. Now, that's almost something I would do. It's like, boop. Right. You know, like you do it a few times and, and then you're like, like whatever. It, you yeah, put it in the bag. it's yeah. his fault. Right. The jerk who right. programmed this Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Um, so maybe that's it. Maybe well, that like could be that too. Opportunity. I, I do like my theory, though. Yeah. Do you use self-checkout? Uh, I, 
Not really. There's there's not a lot of places right around me. I guess there's a CVS. CVS pharmacy. does it. Yeah. I do CVS and I do Home Depot. Uh, but, or uh, yeah, Home Depot. But there's a there's a Dwayne Reed much that's two blocks closer to me. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I tend to use them, and they don't have a self checkout. Yeah. So and I don't know of any other places around me that have it. How about this? Different Apple Store. Apple Store. Yeah. You, you don't. It's not self checkout. See, self checkout stinks because you take the item and instead of going to a, someone who's fast at checking out, right. you go to your own self right, who sure. stinks at checking yes, out. Yes, absolutely. So it makes it worse. Um, you know, like especially Home Depot, mm-hmm. the things are like weird shape. You know, a hammer. How you right. gonna scan a hammer? Right. And the uh, and it's always you know. And then like swipe card. Use you know use chip. What? Yeah. You know, leave chip in. Yeah. You know. But the don't get me started on those chips. Oh, right? I mean, it takes way longer. It's unbelievable. It slows down lines. Obnoxious. It's horrible. Yeah. Um, the uh, by the way, Europe, you put the chip in, take it right out. There's no wait. I don't know what the wait oh, is, is in right? America. Yeah, the European chips go immediately. There's uh, no wait. Huh. There's no leave it in. But the Apple Store, you buy it with your phone. Your phone is the checkout. Right. I'm better at my phone than that jerk is at the register. Mm. So. You go up to the item, you go boop with it, and then you take the iPod and you walk out of the Apple store. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Now, I don't know how many people get away with that because they, you know, that's like you're walking out of that place with uh I imagine equipment. they have – Apple probably has pretty good protocols in place. I would think. To not let you do that. But, you know, I've I, when I do it, I go and buy something. Mm-hmm. I bought some, you know, I bought some uh, heads, you know, some Bose headsets or whatever uh-huh. it was. Grab the headset. It's like, you know, they're, they're expensive right. earphones. Boop, with my phone. Right. And then you're in Grand Central. You just kind of walk out of Grand uh, Central. Yeah, see, them. I didn't even know you could do that at an Apple store. Anytime I've gone, I've, it, it's always some – I've never had to go to a checkout line. Yeah. Because they have they the do phones. They do it. Yeah, you're right. And they scan it and whatever. But it makes – I mean, I have Apple Pay on my phone. Yep. So it would be really easy to just do it myself. But I, I didn't even know that was an option. That's the future. They're going to – CVS is going to switch over. Then you can do – if you can do it on your phone, right. I'll go through. Yeah. You know, I'll uh, <clears throat> buy the um, – I'm not going to tell you what I buy at CVS. No, I was I, just trying to think I, of a I, typical I don't product. I know. <laughs> 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 I'd buy my vitamin C and uh, yeah. Okay. That's good. All right. I think we should call it for the day. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, this was the podcast with Tom and Andy. I mean – it's really that's all that really matters, isn't it? It really is. Dominating. But it we're going to have guests. We're going to have guests on the yeah. show. Yeah. Um and uh, there's plenty of people here that that we want to have. But the thing is, you know, we got to start lining up the guests for the uh for some of our faves for when we do when we take over Fox News Radio. Yes. Next uh that's a uh, Tuesday through Friday the 20 the 25th. 5th. So I want people chatting about Whatever. it online. Yeah. A couple of things people have to do. 6 to 9 p.m. Yes. So you're already listening to the podcast. Make sure to subscribe to it because some people go and they listen on Fox News Radio and they're like, oh, this is great. Someday I'll subscribe. No, no, get it in there. Get it in your phone so that the episode comes popping up when you have it. Everyone should subscribe to this. Also, the other thing, uh, leave the reviews on iTunes because that's good for the iTunes. It gets people, I don't know, it helps for some reason. Sure. I, I believe it. Somebody told me it really helps. Uh-huh. It helps iTunes. I don't know. It helps more people discover the show. You know what it does? I think it recommends. Like, people also, right. you know, that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, and then the other thing is get ready for Fox News Radio. We better start pr- pr- promoting this now, Andy, because if we take over Fox News Radio, <laughs> right. then then we say, like, hey, callers, call in. And then there's, like, no lights. They don't light up. Then we're going to be embarrassed. Yeah. 
So for you, uh, yeah, don't embarrass us. Yeah, don't embarrass you, diehard fans. Get ready, yeah, uh, to uh, to make things happen. And what you need to do also for the podcast is because it does the recommendations and it says people who like this also like this. You need to listen to us and then, uh, download us. Then you need to download the most popular podcasts out there. Oh yeah, that's right. So that then. On their thing, it will say people who listen to this podcast also enjoyed, and then our name will pop up. I'm going to recommend a podcast, Andy. Go. For you, too. Uh, You're going to love this one. Crime Town. I think it's the best podcast ever. All right. Crime Town. It's about Rhode Island. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, the Rhode Island mob. And, you oh, know, sure. And the, Buddy Cianci, the, uh, uh-huh. uh, you know, the, the uh, mayor slash – I think he was governor, and then he was mayor, and then governor. I mean, it's amazing stuff. But it's they got amazing – uh, audio from the, back in the day mm-hmm. of the mobsters talking. I mean, you're listening to it, and it sounds like you're listening to a, you know, like The Sopranos or or, right. or a Scorsese movie. Right. But it's actual audio of these guys, and it's amazing. And I just I just love it. So Excellent. for people, it's 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 popular, but it's not the it doesn't get the same kind of uh, you know uh, star treatment as like um, Serial and all those other right. things. But since you're listening to podcasts, since you're listening to our Red Eye Podcast, get Crime Town as well. You'll thank me for that. There you go. All right. This is the Red Eye Podcast. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys.